What's going on, everybody? This is the Get the Bag podcast, and it's a very special episode. It's our 50th episode. It's a lot of talking, a lot of awesome conversations, and uh, we figured uh, we should have a special um, episode where we have a special guest on. It's been a minute, um, but this is actually one of Tim's connections and really excited to bring her on and uh, discuss the, especially with everything going on in the uh, market is being a real estate agent. There's definitely ways um, to work with wholesalers. A lot of times there's a tarnished uh, kind of relationship that we mm-hmm. see where, you know, people want to hog deals and stuff, but so we'll have a really great conversation about that. But before we get into that, don't forget to hit the like subscribe, um, follow us on IG at get the bag podcast uh, and feel free to, you know, tune in for any questions. Um, but today's special guest uh, is a businesswoman and empowerment speaker from Houston, Texas. Shout out H Town. Yeah. H Town. Yeah, we went visited last year, and uh, it's one of the hottest places. Mosquitoes. Uh, I just have a bad relationship with them. So um, <laughs> me too. But <laughs> but this person, she's using her influence to um, to teach students uh, and kind of sharing experiences on how to strategically tackle their dreams, uh, which, you know, we're all on the same page, same vibe with that. And, uh, you know, her personal mission is to create spaces to restore the soul, the mind and fund the future. And I just love that. Um, and, uh, she's a master instructor who's impacted probably over 500 students teaching uh, wealth building person development courses, uh, you know, in terms of uh, mindset, goal setting, wealth building, leveraging key relationships oh yeah and she's a real estate agent as well uh <laughs> let's welcome chase sloan to the get the bag podcast what's going on sis hello hello thank you guys so much for having me happy holidays happy yeah, holidays know, right? welcome and happy 50th oh thank you yeah you yes, know the vibes over here so right i'm glad we to, had to have, bring the, the big on. dogs <laughs> show consistency so it's a milestone for sure Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat with us and kind of share with, uh, you know, your experience, not only as a real estate agent, but sort of the impact you're doing behind the scenes. Um, You know, it's it's deeper than that. Right. It's deeper than like having um, financial freedom. It's it's kind of, you know, educating on on doing it the right way, integrity. Uh, So I, I love to unpack that. But tell us kind of some background about yourself. Like, were you always in real estate or, you know, how'd you kind of get started? So uh, thanks for asking that. No, I wasn't always in um, real estate. I got into real estate in my late 20s, so about mm, 27 or so. I got my real estate license, and I tell the story all the time. You know, it wasn't this deep euphoric, you know, calling. I was working in retail and a bartender, and I got sick of it, Mm. Um, long short. And um, at the time, those shows like Million Dollar Listing, they were real popular. And I remember coming home. And a friend of mine was like, you know, you could, you could sell houses. It doesn't seem that hard, you know. So I started taking my classes. So I was like, of course, it doesn't seem that hard. I sell polo shirts. I just sell houses. And um, I think I just got to a crossroads where my, my jobs were frustrating me. Like I said, I was bartending. So that means that I was working long nights every night, coming home two in the morning, I was working in retail. So the times when I would have rather been in my family, I was, you know, in the mall, folding t-shirts, hoping people would not come in two minutes before the door closed. And, mm-hmm. um, 
And then that was in about 2008 when the recession hit. And mm-hmm. um, both of those jobs started cutting back, you know, the cutting back hours, cutting back pay. And so I decided to jump headfirst into real estate. And this is where I've been for the last 12 years. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, awesome. um, so there's so many people who've kind of gone through that sort of experience where they were just sick of, just sick of tired of being sick and tired. Um, I was personally, I was, I was just sick of being um, limited by what other people, you know, mm-hmm. thought, you know, like at no, at no course of my own, you know, my hours were getting cut or my pay was getting cut. I was a top seller you know, when I was working in retail and then, you know, something that was completely out of control was having an impact on my finances. And I just really look at it like, you know what, if I'm a winner, if I'm a fail, it's going to be off my own effort. And Mm. so that really kind of, and, and like I said, I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to experience life during the daytime. I was doing all these, right. You know, by the time right. I came home, my friends were like, oh, we'll let you go. Or people were leaving, you know. So, you know, especially me being in my 20s, that was the big deal, not being able to hang out the way I wanted. So that's nice. That's nice. Um, I love that. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of got into real estate as a, I believe you got into it as an agent first. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A licensed agent. So I joined a real estate company, a really great one. I'm still with them now. Um, and you know, it's interesting because it, you know, when I first got my license, like I said, I based all of this off of the television show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then we all, (laughs) they're all vindictive and manipulative. And so I went to this smaller brokerage and really quickly, I realized that I need more training or else I was going to get sued because real estate is very expansive. And so um, I moved to the brokerage that I'm at now and um, I just really dove into to training and learning because this wasn't something I like I didn't I share my story because I didn't come from like a background of real estate, you know, right? Like mm-hmm. my great 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 grandpa wasn't a realtor, right? No. Right. Sorry with me. So there was a lot that I didn't you know. I got into real estate and I didn't even have a house, right? So how you gonna sell houses, you don't have a house, that whole <laughs> limiting beliefs. Um, right. I just really gave back. And as I started learning, naturally, I started teaching because it's like, man, people, people need to know about this stuff. Right. So it really mm-hmm. came from um, and then even with my personal mission of creating spaces, it really just came from the heart of wanting us to get it, you know, wanting us to, um, you know, I was working three jobs to get by. And then all of a sudden I was being exposed into an industry where people were living really big lives right? Living lives by design. And mm-hmm. on top of that, they were building wealth in a way that I wasn't talking about it normally with my friends. And so every year it just kind of compounded and started evolving and went from just being a salesperson to an investor, to a flipper, to, um, you know, even a connector, a wholesaler, right? So every year it's kind of just gone deeper and deeper into what it means to be a woman of real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had a few women on here um, just kind of sharing their experiences of navigating the real estate space. And obviously, there is a wealth gap in general uh, for women, uh, but especially in real estate, when you talk about like um, brokerages or just even developers, investors, there's still a huge gap there. And it's, it's like, 
what can we do as women to uh, empower and really change the mindset of other women? And it's really just kind of showing that it's, hey, just a regular person like me can go out there and and do it. Like if I can do it, you can do it. And I do feel like there's like a new wave of women entrepreneurs uh, that we're seeing popping up, especially in the real estate space, who are just inspired by women like you or just like just in general, just people making a killing in real estate. Like obviously that, that helps the money uh, for sure does. But I think is building those spaces, like, like you said. Um, but tell us about those spaces. Like when did that start? Cause you mentioned, uh, you know, you kind of help, um, you know, students, like when, when uh, did that kind of partake in your journey? So like I said, after I got my license I and mean, pretty quickly, I started teaching and training because I was raising up into leadership within the company. And mm. so, um, you know, as I, as my business started to grow from a sales and production uh, space, you know, I'd be asked, well, hey, can you teach new agents this? And can you do this? In 2015, I joined um, uh, uh, the board of a nonprofit um, aligned with our company. And that's really where I was able to tap into my space of being able to give back to young adults. So mm -hmm. long short, you know, after I graduated in college and all of this stuff, I benefited from mentorship as a young athlete. I had that spirit to do the same thing. I was like, I'm gonna go mm -hmm. back, teach young athletes. Um, I had a mentor when I was in the eighth grade. I totally think it influenced my life. And um, that was my goal. Now, I, my degree by trade is in psychology. So I thought it was going to oh. be that route. Mm. I, I was going to be helping young adults, young children with, you know, mental health. And, um, and real estate afforded me the opportunity to kind of merge passion and profession. And so those places I create, you know, they are to advocate for mental health, you know, by restoring the store and inspiring the run mall and funding the future. And so what that looks like now is really, um, one, giving grace that it's okay if you don't know, let's figure that out. I, I think what right. I've done in the, in mm -hmm. the years that I've been um, giving back to students in just 12 years I've been teaching is that we don't always have someone tell us how to break down the goal. Like everyone's like, what do you want to do in five years from now? Mm -hmm. And whether you know the answer or not, it kind of stops there. The conversation stops there. It's not really okay, and this is how you're going to do it. And oh, by the mm -hmm. way, talk about wealth, not in the spirit of a number that you much reached, but in a purpose that is fulfilled. And how can we fund your perfect life, which you would live normally by not right. having to work? And then that's where the wealth building comes in, right? So it's really hard to talk. But I think where we get backwards is it's really hard to talk about how much money you need if you don't know what you need it for. Mm -hmm. so Flip that and we take it back and it's like well well before we start talking about how much money you need what do you need it for and then let's fund that so yeah awesome. i love that that's kind of a way um we've kind of been introduced or how we've been taught to think of it is reverse engineer it how yeah. like you know what what lifestyle do you imagine like what lifestyle do you want to live mm -hmm. how much would it cost Mm -hmm. to fund that lifestyle or, you know, imagine what house, like really envisioning that and then just literally divide, okay, if I want this much money, I need to close this many deals or do this much, uh, you know, revenue uh, sources, whatever the case may be. Um, people, you know, it's really simple. We just overcomplicate it, I think, yeah. because, simple, not you know, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, a lot of times people of color too, we, we've never really been equipped of like with, these sort of resources are kind of going into uh, you talking to the students and really creating that spaces is really huge because 
we weren't meant to know all this information, like, you know, and because see, see that wave now, especially of entrepreneurs who, um, you know, really want that financial freedom. I think it's really key. Um, and mm-hmm. what's inspired us to create this podcast too is, Hey, we're learning at the same time. Like we're no like high experts, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there, but you know, we want to have that space where people can like, Oh, I have a question about this. Oh, here's an episode that has exactly that. So, um, it's just kind of coming in and um, I always feel like we are a student and to like always give back, even if we are beginners, you know, in, in our own uh, journey. Absolutely. I think the best way to learn something is to teach it, you know, and I think yeah. one of the things, especially in our communities, and I'll just speak for that because that's what I'm a part of, is mm-hmm. that you know, when, when we're not around something a lot, it becomes, you know, very complicated, right? It's like Thanksgiving, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm meals for yeah. the time and they've got the instructions in their hands and the YouTube up and the computer screen with the demonstration <laughs> the first time but you mm-hmm. know five or six Thanksgivings from now you know they'll be making it taking naps and not even thinking about it they'll do it secondhand and so that's where we've got to get when it comes to conversations about wealth building and money and real estate it's not that it's complicated it's just that for a lot of us it's always our first conversation and right. so having the podcast and having the classes and having the mentors and the relationships, it allows it to where, you know, Oh, this is the, Oh, you got a question about that? I'm not big deal. So you have to do that. <laughs> right. You're not far off. You're not on the wrong track. Right. It's that, this that affirmation that it's okay if we fail. And I think that mm. especially as, as, as black women and black men, it's we're we're afraid to fail because failure can feel like so much. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heavy feeling, right? And um, I think uh, we we I think we take um, a big burden, um, and sometimes uh, we have to get out of that cycle. And failure is a good thing instead of a bad thing because you can learn from it and yeah. be better and be more successful. So I think right. um, you know you're you're taught, especially in sports, like you know if you make a mistake, it's wrong, or you know. Um, if you make a mistake, someone's going to replace you. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, it's kind of that mentality, but, uh, in real life, it's, it's a great thing. It's a blessing because what you do is you learn from that and then, you know, you grow from that and then you will, um, achieve more things by, uh, the more failures that you have because you're learning more to be successful. So absolutely. Absolutely. When you lock in, it's a superpower. When you when you, yeah. when you truly lock in and, and believe that, like, you know, I either win or I learn, I'm a fail fast, fail forward, fail often. When you truly lock into that, you're like on yeah. top. Yeah, I always I always believe if like you're making mistakes, that means you're taking action. You're actually mm-hmm. doing stuff. Because people yeah. who are afraid to make mistakes aren't taking those steps to if like I, I need to fail as much as as possible because that means that I'm actually trying. Um, I think what the problem is people don't try because they're again like you mentioned fear and there's all these factors. Um, so if we kind of um, embrace this like community or this space where it's like you know it's okay. You know I felt so many times and like hearing like hearing that out and having a community of like a support system to be like, Hey, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Like there's, you know, there's more deals, right? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of not being so hard on yourselves and celebrating Mm -hmm. those small wins and all that stuff. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, okay. You've been in the game now for 12 years. Um, and 
So you've just kind of been closing deals as a real estate agent. How have you kind of, um, cause you started like around 08, 09, you said. Yeah. 2010, I was actually licensed. Okay. Yeah. So it was like right after like the huge crash and everything like that. Mm -hmm. How is, how mm -hmm. is that different to now? Like how are, how have you adjusted? Obviously you've gained tons of tons of experience, but what sort of strategies of, uh, or changes have you seen since then? So I think everything just goes back to education. The biggest thing that I learned then coming in, you know, when I got into real estate, people talk about this market, but I got into a market where people were having to bring money to the table. And a lot of that was because they were upside down in their homes. So I came in with a heart of, well, how do we keep this from happening? Right. That's where the financial literacy came in. That's where the education right. came in. Because if you look at like the buyers that were impacted during that time, a lot of them didn't understand what was happening with their rates, what was going to happen. That's mm -hmm. why real estate is always a steady investment. Right. The question is, how did you get into it? Mm -hmm. Right. Don't blame the don't blame the real estate. Real estate did nothing. Right. You got to blame the negotiation or the deal or knowledge, or whatever it is. So, so, you know, like I said, I wanted to really, you know, approach it from that spirit. And that's the heart that I've always kept with it, you know, and like, OK, look, it's not a bad time. Even now, it's not a bad time to buy real estate. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the best times to buy real estate right now, because there's <laughs> options for negotiation. Right. We didn't have that two years ago. So for me, the strategy has always just been um, education and solutions. You know, I don't, I'm, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of a numbers person. I'm not the one to walk through the house and point out the poodle hair. Look, I can't really speak to whatever else is going on here. But when it comes to numbers, I got you. I can negotiate on that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just to, um, you know, I, I call, I call my clients, my students, wealth builders. That's my goal is to help you mm -hmm. build wealth. You know, I look at it like this isn't about how much homes I've sold, but if I right. would put the number of homes that I've sold and then add that up by the number of equity and wealth that I've helped these families build, mm. that's mm. the bigger picture, right? If I can say, man, I've added $1 billion worth of net worth to the Black community in Houston, that's a little bit more powerful to me than I helped, you know, yeah. I sold a house this week, right? It's yeah. Term is visionary, so that's really where it's about. Yeah, I love that mindset, um, and um, I think that's really important to kind of have that shift, right? And you know, I think with my business, it's been more how can I help people or how mm -hmm. can I solve their issues, right? Yeah. So, kind of, um, I guess going back to when we met, like we met on social media, obviously, and um, I think it was TikTok, right? So, and then I think you reached out because you had a question about wholesaling or um, you, you, can you kind of tell us, you know, this, by the way, congratulations on your deal, your first wholesaling deal. Uh, I just wanted to shout that out for one, two, um, kind of walk us through that process for um, uh, you getting the deal and then reaching out to me and then um, your whole experience with that. So, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier, like there's always kind of been a rift between realtors and wholesalers and it right. just, I just didn't understand it. Right. And I, right. And I, you know, because I'm kind of like a mama bear, I just kind of felt like these people don't care. They don't care. They're just what's happening. They they're vultures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vultures. They're, they're taking your grandma's house. I mean, it was just the whole thing. And, um, and I heard, you know, I think that 
if you look at life as a puzzle, right? Like you're putting together this picture and it depends on how many pieces that you've got. So I had a client um, refer to me uh, someone that needed their help. They were actually facing foreclosure. And so when they're facing foreclosure, right? We had like three weeks to get it done. Mind you, the house wasn't in mm-hmm. the best of conditions in the sense of like it needed a bunch of repairs. So it wasn't your your cookie cutter, let's put it on the market, get it under contract in two days. So right. I started Googling and I started, you guys got excuse me, I'm trying to charge my thing. I started thinking about like, okay, well, how can I hear him? And, and, and I see a friend and he makes a post about wholesaling. And it was just kind of like one of those clues that you hear. And I'm like, let me get on it. So I literally get on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, okay, so how does this work? Because he was in the spirit of wealth building, right? He's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is how we're going to shift and transition. It's not an either or, it's an and, right? And so I look at it. I think I messaged him, but whatever. It was late at night, so I didn't hear it. So I'm YouTubing wholesale. And I've got most of these pieces, right? You know, the first thing he's like, get you a cash buyer's list. And you want to find buyers. You want to join. Oh, I had all of that stuff, right? <laughs> I had on real estate. So I'm like, I think I think I have this deal. I, I meet with the, with, the, with the owners and I'm like, this is what I can do, right? This is, and I give them their options. I was like, I can buy it from you or I can list it, but here are the pros and cons of both. And they're like, you know, the goal was just to help them avoid foreclosure, right? The goal was so that way this one moment in time didn't stick with them for three years. So everybody was on board. They were like, we'll just sell it to you. So I'm like, okay. So then I get home and I'm like, I think that's when I messaged Tim. And I'm like, Hey, we're not like, really good friends at this point. Right? We're t- just typical TikTok buddies. Right. Like, oh, I get up in the DMs. I'm like, hey, I have a question. <laughs> right. Tim is incredibly gracious and kind. He's like, oh, I'll be happy to help. Right. So I get on the phone and um, I'm kind of like, this is what it is. Right. <laughs> I've, I've, I've made a mess. I, I might be. I don't know what's going on. And so he walks me through it. Um, and like I said, I had all of the pieces. It was just, now how do I bake this cake? Because I, I think right. I have everything. And so um, within 24 hours, I already had a buyer, um, an end buyer. Yeah. And uh, I truly think that was just a result of the relationships that I've been able to nurture and maintain. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this process and I'm like, I mean, Tim's coaching me. He's like, help me out. Literally, like reading the, the the docs with him and stuff like that, and um, we get it in a contract, and in two weeks we close, you know, and it's like a whole world opened up, right? Yeah, I had, and I shared this with Tim. I kind of was stuck when I came across scenarios like that when the house wasn't ideal for listing, um, you know, it just I was always looking through this one lens of tunnel listing. vision. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, my mentors would say, you know, only list what you don't want to buy. But I never really knew what they were talking about because I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to buy all the houses I list. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it just was a, a combination of pieces coming together. And after that house, when we were able to help them, it just was like, I'm going to be able to help so many more people because not everybody fits into your cookie cutter five-star home that looks 
pictures and not everybody has the time. So I'm truly grateful because um, it's finding win-wins, right? It's just adding yeah. to the tool belt. It's like, okay, I can have multiple conversations with you now, depending on what you need, not right. what I do, right? Maybe we'll, we'll figure out what that looks like. And so that's the long short of it. But I mean, I, I called Tim. I was like, I did it. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I was just so excited. And I was so grateful because um, I just had never looked at solutions in that way. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Tim. Tim's always, uh, you know, ready for a helping hand. Always like, you know, um, you know, I've known him now for almost two years and mm. he's the biggest go-giver I know and uh, definitely inspiring uh, to me to always also like be available to help. So uh, definitely kudos to to Tim in this very Thanksgiving Indian no, I, week. Grateful. Um, I appreciate kind of y'all. No, yeah, I appreciate yeah. y'all. And no, yeah. I, I got to give it to uh, Chase because um, you definitely had your kind of ducks in a row already when you contacted me right you kind of got all the information from the seller you had a, a really good kind of base of idea of how wholesaling works you just needed the technical parts right mm -hmm. and right. how to navigate some of the contracts uh the technical terms and you know um just how you would do that with the um buyer as well too so um, it was it was pretty you know easy for me to kind of um, you know coach you through that and you kind of really had it down already. It's just tweaking up a few things and I was super excited for you um, on on closing the deal and um, I know that you we had discussed that you've been passing up these type of um, sellers for a long time right. just passing it on for referrals or, you know, not even expecting a referral fee, just saying, you know, hey, this person can help you. But now, like you said, it opens the door to helping these people um, even more, right? And helping their situation and giving them options. Um, because the best thing we can do either as agents or as re real estate investors for these sellers is provide them with multiple options. Yeah. We can't be a one trick pony you know, yeah. and say, no, I'm sorry, we can't purchase your house or I'm sorry, we can't list your house or, you know, right. so we have to provide these solutions for sellers, especially now in this market, you know, the more we can add to our tool, tool belt, the more um, help we can provide with the sellers. Absolutely. And I think that's really what we're moving into, you know, just even, you know, speaking to agents directly is that we came out of a market where, you didn't necessarily have to have skill. Let's just be honest, right? Because right. the way that the market was moving so fast, you know, you could just have a good mouthpiece, you know, mm -hmm. not even need a mouthpiece. Um, and now we're shifting into where, you know, the days of market are going up, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, the interest rates are going up. You know, the conversations are a lot different. Sellers aren't selling their home in two hours. It's not multiple offers. There are a lot of different things. And so mm -hmm. when you get to the core of, of what do they need and right now my my client had a time sensitive issue that would right. drastically change her life so it was it was um it was a benefit to find a solution that worked and i think that um you know what i feel most about it now is that you know it takes you more to conversation versus just like 
hi, these are the five steps that I'm going to do to list and sell your home for like, <laughs> right. amount of money. You know, what all that, all that talk goes. And so I think, you know, as agents, it's our, we have a fiduciary responsibility to protect our clients, right? And that right. doesn't always mean what we want them to do. It truly comes from listening. And so mm. I think that um, that's, that's, where, that's where it all connects, right? The training, the education, and just the relationships is being able mm-hmm. to say, like, how, how can we do this in a way that works for you? However it works for you. If you want to list it, you want me to buy it, whatever it is. Right. Now, my question to you, do you still think wholesalers are vultures? <laughs> <laughs> Famous answer, it depends, right? Right, it depends. It depends on the wholesaler. It goes, it, goes to, it goes to what you choose to invest in your craft, right? So if somebody right. picks up this clip and then they're like, oh, I heard this hustle, and then they go out with the heart to hustle communities, right. they think that they're vultures, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that if... if you truly honor your craft and honor your community by saying, look, I'm beyond a wholesaler, right? I'm, I'm just here to help you find a solution. Then I think that there's a space from that. You know, me giving a blanket vulture statement to wholesalers would be the same way that people give a blanket statement about realtors. And mm-hmm. right, right, right. There's those bad apples. There's those ones that are, you know, like yeah. you making a difference or really trying to help people. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. I mean, I definitely owe the wholesaling community an apology because I just didn't get it. Like I just but, you know, I think in the world of social media and so many, you know, sound bites of, you mm-hmm. know, make a hundred thousand dollars in 10 days, you know, that right. can, that can sometimes spur the wrong intention. And so um, I think with the right intention, all of us have have a place in this world. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it also depends on the mentor that you have and then um, the space that you want to get into when you're getting into real estate. Right. And, you know, um, our mentor, you know, Chris Jefferson uh, is really big on integrity. Right. Um, being very intentional about being honest and upfront and um, move with integrity in yeah. your business. Right. And I think you know, um, having several businesses before uh, is very important because no matter what business you do, you're going to have to network and present yourself um, to other people. And some people will like you based on how you present yourself or how you do business from from people talking about how you do business, right? So I think um, that's a really big important because as you said, you know, people take it as a hustle and use it as a hustle mentality instead of a business mentality and how you're going to grow this um, business to help other people or to help, um, you know, people that need help in real estate, let's say. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I had a story. I had a client and this is right after Hurricane Harvey in Houston it was an older client and uh, she's married and I met with her and they were going to sell their home. This is before the storm happened and uh, they weren't, they weren't ready yet. You know, they kind of didn't like the price and they wanted to get more. Well, fast forward and our husband dies. And so they mm-hmm. the house and then fast forward and hurricane Harvey happens. So now the house mm-hmm. is it's just gutted. It's completely everything. It's just a mess. And she calls me over and she's like, can you help me? And um, she's like, I don't know if you remember me. Like, this is like me talking to my grandma, y'all, okay? She's like, right. oh, mm-hmm. right? 
she's like, I don't know if you remember me. I'm like, of course I remember you. So I go over there and I talk to her and she was like, I don't know what to do. And um, I signed this and it's a, con- it's a wholesale contract, right? And it's like mm-hmm. the amount, because they're older. So she kind of paid off the house, right? And the amount that she was offered, it was just, it was, it was just heartbreakingly low. Whether or not it was fair or not, I can't say because the house was destroyed. So, right. but she had already signed the contract, so there was nothing I could do for her. And it was, yeah. it was just me reading it. I was like, I can't get you out of this. And and that's really when I really kind of was like, wholesalers, because I was angry because I was like, this is someone's grandmother, and I just. And so it just it just hurt, and then I didn't have that solution. Like, man, I could have helped her, you know, all of the time, mm-hmm. time like twenty twenty type thing. Babe, are you off? And so I think like you go through that, and it's and and it becomes a personal mission to keep people from having right. I want to have the conversation first to save you from that bad conversation, right? Right. Like, conversation mm-hmm. not bad. It's the person behind it. So it's like, how can I help more people? How can I help the older community? Right. Because that's a lot of times you know, who's going to take, who's going to be in that, that niche of it. So, right. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's unfortunate too. Like it's the intentionality of, of how people approach it. You have social media everywhere. Everyone's an influencer or, um, you know, they see the instant gratification of like, Ooh, I can get this. And they, when you go with that intention and, uh, it it is heartbreaking for me too, is, is hearing those stories. And I think there's, Uh, People are humans at the end of the day. um, And I think just offering solutions as a wholesaler, whether you're a wholesaler or agent, like you said, like you should be offering solutions, solving problems, not, all right, what's, what's a check going to be like, that never Mm -hmm. wants to be your first thought. Um, And, but for some people who've never seen that kind of money, it's difficult to not think that way. They've never you know, they've been living in like a really tough circumstances for so long. And so the opportunity of like, oh, a $10,000 check, um, sometimes that that kind of shades their integrity and how they approach it. Uh, and that's what's I feel like, you know, is hurting the wholesaling community or people that are not educated are just going in for themselves and not for others. Uh, and we're battling now there's all these like restrictions and laws coming into place because of that lack of education. So I, th- I think education uh, all in, in front of like people, you can't just use Instagram reels as your education. And then right. like maybe a five minute clip on YouTube, like you really, and that goes back, I think to your, uh, what you, your point, Tim, of like your mentor and who you, your coach is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the education is taking the time to invest in yourself and really learning uh, how we can help these people. Um, because until then, I mean, this sort of situation is going to continue happening. Um, yeah, but. you got to master your craft. I mean, if this is what yeah. you, if this is what you believe in. Like when Tim said, you know, it, it was a couple of technical pieces. Yet, I mean, I invest very highly into understanding real estate at the highest levels, and then I teach it to make sure that I understand it right. Because nothing's going to help you understand something more than somebody asking you a question. You say, "Oh, let me get back to you on right. that." Um, I think that what you said about social media and trying to learn in the comments or trying to learn in the reels, like that's just the beginning, you know? And, um, no, even with people, and I think this goes for agents, investors, it doesn't really matter because people will say, Oh, well, I tried that, you know, you watch Mm -hmm. a YouTube video for an hour and you're like, well, it didn't work for me. It was a gimmick. It was a scam. 
Like you're talking about people that five, 10, 12 years, 20 years, one thing. Absolutely. We can come together, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's just important. I think that we've gotten away from education and we think right. that one, one teacher, I've had hun- hundreds, tons of mentors and <laughs> teachers, you know, people get mad because they have one teacher that didn't, yeah, I went to Tim's class and, and I, I ain't make a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, well, genius, you know, <laughs> right. what'd you do? <laughs> what did you do? He's not, he's not Gandhi, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, right. To invest high level into what you say you want to do in life, right? Yeah, and, um, and that's when your purpose will really be called into question. Yeah, I love that. What? I think what? People, oh, go go ahead. go ahead, Tim. No, there's like a little. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. Right, let, um, let the gentleman no, here. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's okay. I was just gonna comment like some people like have their backs against the wall and you know they're they're trying to make it right and they're trying to you know they'll take a coaching course or and it's not working for them and but the, uh, I think also um I think like you were saying social media kind of is bits and pieces but it's the glamorous part like you know they always oh, yeah. show the successes and all that but the real the work checks. is yeah what the work that you have to put into it and um you know the grind that you have to do in regards to talking to a bunch of sellers or how to like you know um hone in your craft because how you talk to people or how you present your options to um people make a difference right and it doesn't come off robotic or it comes off salesy or just comes off naturally and that's you need to find your voice within your business to help have start conversations and i think once you hone in on that craft and everything else will kind of um you know they'll they'll learn other aspects of your business but once you hone into that things just start to move forward for you absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. love it um so what do you recommend to agents because that we've been hearing this Mm -hmm. and and chris uh jefferson who we've been in his mentorship always says like if you're an agent you should be taking advantage of of this sort of uh, knowledge like you can and like and laying out options especially now in this market you want to give the seller as many options hey does if the price doesn't work uh hey maybe we can do creative finance maybe okay Mm -hmm. that you don't want anything in payments how about I list it? I'm also a realtor. You know, we can go through that process or, hey, I just want to get it done. Hey, here's my cash offer. Like you have a solution almost for every objection, like, hey, the price or the condition or the time. Like what what do you recommend for agents right now who really haven't um, who don't really know much about wholesaling? Like what are some tips or maybe that's something you're kind of creating a process now that you're you're eyes have opened of like oh wow this is a this is real especially after that you know getting that check jump into training like your first step should be to to learn and to you you have to learn before you earn even if Mm. and you know backing it up you know you're saying like most people are like their back is against the wall real estate agents investors back is against the wall things are tight Mm -hmm. having a closing you're thinking about going back to work you know this i tried it and all that different type of stuff if you can just believe enough that number one slowing down is is actually a solution right and if you can slow down Mm -hmm. enough to learn what you need to know right so um after after we successfully helped that um that client 
now I'm thinking to myself, like, I've got, to, this is a whole new level of mastery I've got to get into, right? So mm -hmm. now, like, right. in a different level of learning, but from an investor's perspective, right? Like, okay, right. so now I got this, but in order for me to repeat it, what else don't I know, right? It's always, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So number right. one, for agents, like, your, your number one job is learning. You are a student. Right. Like if they say it takes 10,000 hours to gain mastery, then this our podcast ain't going to do it. Right. That means that you've got to commit yourself to that. And number two, I think you got to figure out, like, what is my goal at the end of the day? Right. So this also stemmed from a wealth building conversation. How can agents build additional wealth um, in their careers beyond just selling? Right. So the bigger question that was being answered was about wealth building. So you've got mm -hmm. a bigger, you have to have a bigger quest than I just want to be the number one salesperson or I just want to be able to, you know, list and sell your house. I mean, it's almost selfish, right? But from there, you right. get to figure out like, how are other people doing it? This goes back to the conversations that you were saying. We just don't know what we don't know. You know, like, what do you, like, what do you mean I should only list what I want to buy, right? There was one sentence missing that changed four lives if you think about it. My mm -hmm. the two people that were needed to sell their house and then the, the, the end buyer, right? That's four lives that I can think of. And so I think, you know, it's layered. What do agents need to do? Number one, you got to think about what is your personal wealth plan looking like and what's the math reverse engineering behind that? Number two, what does your growth plan look like? Okay, based on where I want to be, what do I need to learn? So if you're saying, okay, well, this sounds good. Chase did it. I can do it. Then cool. So what did Chase learn? How do I learn more about investing? What class do I need to invest in? What training? You know, do it like that. And three, what relationships do I need to build? And sometimes mm, right. mentorship simply looks like service. And I'm really big on this because I think this is where agents get it, especially when it I don't get it, especially when it comes to mentors. Everybody wants to be a mentor, but nobody wants to serve. And I don't understand that. Mm. Mm, I don't that's great. A mentor if you don't have a servant heart. Because otherwise, you're going to have a coach that you need to pay. So one of the two has got to happen. You're either going to serve and learn or you're going to pay and learn. Either one is fine. Right. You know? That's, um, a, that's but, a gem right there. I know. That's a gem. But, but you, it comes back to what are you going to do about it, right? Because the, the, the problem will solve itself. And I think a lot of times we get stuck up on the money because we don't yeah. have it, right? So, of course, you can't think of how to make $10,000 in 10 days because you've never done it before, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But, but, so, you Anything know, is possible. Anything yes. is possible. When you it realize is. that money is energy and you're paid to the value of a solution that you can bring, anything is possible. I literally right. walked away from that thing and I was like, I could build a network of $50 million in five years if I keep this yes. up. Because all of a sudden a key was unlocked. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so it's not it's not complicated. Yeah. You know, they teach us to exchange our time and our energy for money. And so that so that's why we get spent out. But we all have minds and it's mm -hmm. just what what piece of information don't you have right now? Right. And the only way you're gonna right. get yeah. is if you serve. Exactly. I love that. I love the go-giver exactly. sort of uh, mentality mm -hmm. of just approaching everything on like, how can I, I I'm, I've no regard for what I need. What does this person need? And what value can I provide them? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I think you touched upon like really good points. Cause I think I saw somewhere where last quarter, something like 
um, realtors lost money or um, were unable to close on as many deals. Uh, therefore, they're suffering. Um, and this is a strategy. And again, I've been hearing it. It's like, hey, if you're an agent and you haven't closed a deal yet, like you should be learning like, you know, you need to have that investor uh, mindset because then you can kind of offset it because, you know, depending on the situation. OK, I have my agent ha hat on. OK, let me put on my mm -hmm. investor hat on. Mm -hmm. There's so many much that you can add on uh, to your your own net worth. Like like you mentioned, like, hey, I can make a lot of money um, doing this and helping people along the way. Yeah. I think uh, people just need to break out of that tunnel vision that maybe you were in yeah. uh, and really expose and see what's happening instead of looking in like an envious way of like, oh, these wholesalers, they're not even uh, regulated. Uh, you can be like, well, how did they do that? Let me reach out to mm -hmm. one of them, yeah. you know, and have that open mindedness instead of, you know, feeling this whole like enclosement uh, attitude uh, about yeah. it. Yeah, it's just coming from curiosity, you know. Um, and like I said, before I started even wholesaling uh I, I had a, i had a mentor i was an apprentice for five years um mm -hmm. when i started flipping right so again these are all pieces that are coming together watching my mentor do these deals not really understanding it all right like the information's going over my head but i'm still in the conversation right so it's like um you just again when the student is ready the teacher appears that's what i felt like was mm. happening felt like I was getting myself ready in all of these different spaces, whether it was traditionally helping sellers, whether it was investing on, on our own behalf or you know, on this situation. And so mm -hmm. as long as you keep showing up and coming from curiosity, I think that you will find the information that you need. Most definitely. Most definitely. I love that. Um, so I know that, you know, throughout the years of real estate, what's kind of the next step for you? Like what's, now that you've kind of unlocked one of the one of the the locks of real estate, you know, we're constantly learning. And, you know, I know that I kind of unlocked like development and stuff like that. So I'm exploring that more uh, going in 2023. So with our first development deal, what what are some of your uh, things that you're going to be doing uh, in the future and what's what's next for you? So I'm glad you asked that because that's definitely the season I'm in. So we'll we'll always have a cornerstone of real estate in our business and yet expanding the platform. So, you know, teaching more students, creating more cohorts, creating more wealth builders. Um, you know, I want to be the Robin Hood of wealth. I want to be able to take what I've been blessed with, um, the conversations that I've been in and take it to our community. That is what I'm most especially passionate about, you know. I believe that strong communities come from ownership. And so mm. you know, my goal is to not just number one, get us into ownership, right? That's first and foremost. I want right. to own. I'm not a comma, not a semicolon, a period. I want us to have, I want us <laughs> to own. I think we should all own. And once I get there, then my goal is to help you to build, right? So that's great. And we can do all the hashtags about general generational wealth that we want. But if we're not building wealth, then it will go as soon as you die. Right. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what happens. And so um, expanding that platform and creating that ministry of wealth builders that really get, um, and I'm not even going to say really get, really want, right? I just want ready, able, and, and willing students. And let's get it, right? Like it's not complicated, mm -hmm. it's simple, right? We just, we just haven't been exposed to it. If I can expose us to more, then I'm happy about it. So you'll see a lot more of that. You'll see a lot more coaching, 
cohorts and experiences. That's dope. I love, that. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. And I think we need it. I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I you know, we're not born into the real estate. We, we've learned through kind of the tr traditional methods um, uh, as we were growing up, at least for me. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I just I knew only one way to do it. And then, you know, now that I'm in, you know, my 40s, I'm just like it's opened up a whole new window. And I've been open about learning new things and learning more about the business. And each time I get into a deal kind of opens up another door or another experience, which that's why I'm kind of really passionate about it because it's just the constant learning of the craft and um, honing in on that. And I think, you know, there's a lot of directions you need to go, but just, you know, you where you want to go is where um, the doors will open for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. Solution sometimes, you know, in the comments, you guys know how the comments go. Yeah. yeah. Well, not everybody's able to do that. You just, oh, well, there's always one. <laughs> I'm like, if we can start with the mindset first and, and really mm. think page yeah. that I'm not any better than you guys on this call, you guys aren't any better than anyone that's listening. If we can get past that and we get through the mindset. Like, if it's happening, then it exists. So what don't I know? Mm. Why right. not? Right? It's, it, everybody can do that. That's that's mm -hmm. the wealth building is that you've got to have some you know elitist background and you don't right you got to have two headphones and a screen right everybody and, has a screen everybody yeah. has a screen everybody has a screen right, right? If you don't have a screen then that means that you probably are even a better advantage that means you have a relationship so mm -hmm. you know I think that it's just you know Tim you said you know in your forties I'm in my forties you know. I didn't have this figured out when I got my license in 20. I started this mm -hmm. thing that I was a, a, a bartender at House of Blues and I worked in retail. But I'll tell mm. you this, and this is what one of my mentors told me. He said, when you worked in the retail, did you ever buy the clothes? I was like, heck yeah, I bought the clothes. I got a discount. He said, so why don't you do that for real estate? Mm. Mm. I love that. Mm. Mic drop. awesome. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? I love that. You know, so it just, and I never looked at it like that. I would, when I worked in real, when I worked in retail, my mindset was that I was building my wardrobe. I cared less about the job, right? They was giving mm -hmm. me off the clothes. I just, you know, the whole the whole check went back into the store because I saw mm -hmm. value in the wardrobe. Now and that's what they want. They want that. Huh? They want that. They want your money to go back into the store. Yeah, but it was but it was a win-win, right? So someone yeah, for hey, sure. well, you're taking advantage of your employees because they're spending all your money in your store, but they're like, yeah, but they're only paying 30% for the clothes, right? So it it's it it was a win-win in that scenario. It's the same way with mm -hmm. real estate, right? Someone might absolutely I have first access, you know, people say, Chase, let me know if you got a deal come across your table. Why would I let you know? I'm gonna let me know, right? I have <laughs> access to to people. People call me first, right? Right. And so why this goes back to like, man, I was passing over deals, <laughs> I was passing mm -hmm. over opportunities. Because I just didn't know. But if I really treated real estate like every other job that I have had, then why am I not buying the inventory that I sell? It just, you know, clicked all of us. It clicked. You know? Yeah. I so, mean, this this society has been built on consumerism. Like, they want people to consume and not yeah. own, especially our generation. Um, you know, so many people are in debt. Um, 
don't have even bought a house yet uh, because again, the education isn't there. So having these sort of resources, you to kind of uh, venture out and, and help your communities to really gain that knowledge, that confidence to step out. And the, the biggest thing too, that, that uh, I noticed you've been in the game for a minute, like over a decade, like guys, it takes time. Like people just want that instant success. And for some people they, they may get it because it, it just clicks, right? They just have the right systems, whatever. But people expect like overnight success is just that's not how it happens, guys. Like it takes time to really build things out. Don't compare. Yeah, I can't compare myself to Tim, to you, uh, Chase, like or anybody else. It's not fair to myself. It's not fair to anyone to uh, compare ourselves. I always say comparisons, the thief of joy. Uh, mm -hmm. And when you're starting out, you want to compare yourself to everybody um, to make yourself feel better or or worse. Um, but this process takes time. So yeah. really start focusing on, on what's important to you, your business, uh, build slow, taking your time, building out your process and every deal you get reinvest it. Like, like we're yeah. saying, but the ultimate goal should be ownership. But I think that's the biggest thing is like people want to rush through it and have lack of patience. And yeah. so that you see after six months, after a year, people are like, Oh, this is too hard. It, it's not meant for me. I'm, I'm going to go back to my nine to five. Um, they just, don't really have the grit to stick it out when it gets rough. Yeah. Real estate is hard. You know, I tell yeah. people, like, it's hard. Like, forget this podcast. It is hard. If you watch it, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard today on November 23rd, whatever date it is. Right. right. And, you know, my first year in real estate, I sold one house. The majority of my deals were leases, right? And the house that I sold was $70,000, right? This was my first year. Mm -hmm. I had someone tell me that, you know, maybe maybe this isn't for you. So I had all of these limiting beliefs as a young black woman in the suburbs mm. of Houston. Like, oh, they're never going to buy from me. All of these things, right? And it just happened slowly. I've had great years. I've had really bad years. You know, I've gotten, you know, temporary jobs in between. You know, I've, I've worked overnight mm -hmm. just so that way I could work during the day and do real estate. You know, those are not, those don't always make the Instagram reels, right? You don't, right. No. the reason why I was able to stretch my mind and think about this leg of investing was because I was in a drought. I was in a rough spot, right? And I was just like, right, they say, what is it that um, uh, necessity is the mother of all invention? So, right. So you've got to go through that pain to be able to even start thinking differently, because if you were comfortable, you'd be at brunch. Mm. Right. right. So right. It's right. not going to be until you're frustrated with your business or your finances or your situation. Like I said, I was tired of coming home late at night, two or three in the morning. Every blessing that I feel like I've experienced has come from some kind of burden that was weighing on me at the time. Mm. And so for the people that are listening you know, especially going into the holidays, you know, this is when you study, this is when you, this is when you listen, this is when you create, this is when you write your Disney, this is when you mm -hmm. grab your paper and your pen and you write down the things, even if you don't know how to get it, you know, you get what you deserve in your imagination. You don't have to know how to figure it out. I didn't know how to figure it out, right? But mm -hmm. when, when the question is big enough, the answer will appear. So my question was, how do I help this family? And then I'm on TikTok and there's Tim doing something. And I'm like, oh, maybe <laughs> I can message him, right? So it all comes together, right? right? You got to be humble enough to ask for help, right? Because yeah. I could have very much been like, oh, I'm 12 years in the game. I shouldn't have to ask somebody on TikTok questions. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Failing forward, failing forward. Yeah, it's failing forward. It's like, you know, yeah. hey, 
and then coming from opera, uh, abundance, right? Because Tim could have yeah. been like, who are you? TikTok, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> some people are like that. <laughs> and some people are like that. And that's not your teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's okay. And once you realize it's all okay, like that's not my teacher, keep going, keep asking questions. You know, the better your questions, the better you'll be, right? right. Ask better right. questions. Ask, you know, I, I tell people, it's your fault. Ask better questions. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That. That's awesome. Well, we're we're just about the end here. It's been an awesome conversation. Um, why don't you tell the audience, like, how how do we reach you? Like, what, mm-hmm. what do you you know, if anybody's interested or anybody's an agent, whatnot? What, how, how can we get a hold of Chase? Absolutely. So I'm everywhere where internets are sold. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Chase underscore Sloan. The business is the Chasing Real Estate Group. So go ahead and show love over there. And um, my link is in the bio. And so click the link, send a text, shoot a DM. I'm always here to help. Uh, I, I, you know, Tim asked my bio and I told him, I was like, can I just say realtor, investor, and friend? Because that's the thing. <laughs> it's all about and um, yeah i'm not on this call to make it seem like i've got it all figured out i've just learned a couple things along the way and i'm always happy to share that and of course if you're in houston and you're ready to build wealth let's talk let's talk let's get I it love done. it i love it I, man i'm hearing houston is the next kind it's of it's already, hap- it's already happening it's already happening people in houston are mad about it and i'm like y'all can keep sleeping if you want to but right. you know we, you know, we we something we won a World Series and all kind of stuff. I know. We got I know. great brunch. You know, I hear that's Dang. one thing I did not uh, experience. Yeah, we didn't the last experience time that. Yeah. We went there, but I, I may ha- we may have to next time. We'll hit you up. Give some, yeah, we uh, will. Mimosas or something. I'll, I'll leave you guys with one. This last piece of advice: If you come to Houston, leave on Monday. Because mm. our Sunday fun day is the bomb. <laughs> Okay. They leave on Sunday. Yeah. You're right. That's, I, see, I left on a Sunday. I left on the Sunday. I should have known. You managed yourself on the way home because you're looking at the plate and you're like seeing everybody having fun. So if you come to Houston, leave on a Monday. Have fun with us. Sunday's facts. Hey, that's I'm, a I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having me today. It's been awesome. No, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you. Appreciate you. This has been awesome. And I hope everybody on here, everybody listening on later, gets so much out of it. Please reach out to Chase, Chase underscore Sloan. We'll also provide um, her links uh, in our uh, bio below as well. Uh, but Absolutely. Guys, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. Can you believe it? Oh, what, what are your yep. Thanksgiving plans, Chase? Oh my gosh. So I listen. Last year, I made macaroni and cheese and it was a hit. And I waited till the last minute to go get the noodles. And so the store was out. Mm. somehow even with me saying don't wait to the last minute to get the noodles i have done that so i'm going to see if i can go find some noodles and then i'm gonna cook um my macaroni and cheese and then um we'll be in austin for the holidays just with family oh nice, oh, nice. Love it. oh you got a pup oh you got a little puppy yeah. legend wanted to say hey so uh given he's excited about it but it'll all be family that's it. I love, love it. it. That's what it's all about. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you happy and your family. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody on here. We're super grateful for all your support. Uh, but you'll catch us here next week. Uh, should mm-hmm. be an awesome uh, t- topic and conversation. Uh, but take care. Have a great rest of your week and talk to y'all later.
I'll All right. see you guys later. Peace.